Hi, everybody. I'm Jim Ford. I'm Dan Kersky. And I'm Jason Grice. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 54, I think. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, 54. <laughs> 54. <laughs> and, uh, yes, as you heard, we're joined by Jason. Yep, Rooney. The, um, CGS Freaking Swear <laughs> Award winning. 2010 CGS Freckin' Swear award-winning program director Jason Grace. Yes. CGS chauffeur. <laughs> That's That's we'll get fun. that down. <laughs> um, that? We'll get that down one day, Dan says. That's funny. Uh, okay, so before we get into our topic at hand today, I want to talk really quickly about Aroba Silver. Go to arobasilver.com. They have all sorts of different rings. Superhero rings, silver jewelry. The best thing that they got there, though, according to us, though, is their Green Lantern rings. They have an awesome variety of Green Lantern rings. Definitely something to go check out. They have more more selection than you could even imagine. Like, seriously, a few years ago, when you would go online looking for Green Lantern rings, there were maybe a handful of people putting them out. But Aroba Silver, like, they have the DC license, and they put out a lot of Green Lantern rings. It's really amazing. Definitely check it out. And if you go to arobasilver.com, you can use the promo code DSC10 and save 10% off your order. So go there, save some money, check them out. They're awesome. Now, Dan, what are we reviewing today? We're talking about Brightest Day number zero. All right. For some reason. (laughs) For some reason, oh man! Well, like it's it's I don't know. I've honestly, I was a little surprised you were excited to talk about it, just because like it it's it's just a status quo issue, you know. It's like it's a I, I forget how long it is, but it's just like okay, here's who our characters are now. Here's what this person's doing. Here's what this person's doing. Here's what this person's doing. You know, okay, you're ready to read number one now, kind of issue. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's not so much that I was excited to read it. I just think that it was something that we should definitely cover. And, oh, yeah. You know, like, I wanted... Well, we'll get to it later, but there was one thing that I did want to get done, you know, so that we could look back on it when the series is all wrapped up. But, uh... uh oh, okay. Because, on a part of me was like, well, maybe we should just wait and do this with number one or something, because there's, like, <laughs> there's, not, there's not really anything here. I mean, I, like... I perfectly understand why they did everything they did in this issue, and I absolutely agree with all of it, but at the same time, it's like, I'm very, like, meh about the whole thing. <laughs> it's funny, because uh, this was the first month I'd waited until Blackest Night was over before I went uh, through DCBS, and I'm only getting shipments once a month, so I've been going through, like, major withdrawals this month. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm not going to get my shipment until the end of the month, obviously, but... um Last week, Brad Milo from Half Hour Wasted was in Vegas, and he and I went to dinner. And he asked me to take him to a comic book shop, and there, there was Brightest Night Number or Brightest Day Number Zero sitting on the shelf, just staring at me. And <laughs> I knew it was coming in my order, yeah. but with it like right there, how could I say no? Yeah. <laughs> I I would have done the same. Yeah, but I bought it right there. So I mean, yeah, and it, my son tells me he's like. Because I've been, I've been a little under the weather and uh, just working too much and not sleeping enough. And my son's like, well, you know, Green Lantern uh, 
53 came out today. I was like, oh, you're killing me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to go up there and just buy it. And I'm like, this DCBS thing, well, it, it's great for, like, trades and stuff that, and like number one, but I just I just want to go to the comic store and pick them up anyway. <laughs> I know. And, and when I started out with DCBS, I did the once a month shipping too. And I mean, it's it's not that bad. I mean, you get used. To, honestly, the only reason I went to twice a month was for the show because it was getting a to be a pain in the ass to schedule. But, yeah. but I mean, if it wasn't for that factor, I'd probably still be getting it monthly. So. I mean, it's, it's something to get used to, especially if you're actually in walking or driving distance of a comic shop. But, you know, I'm not, so maybe that, that helped uh, soften it. Yeah. Yeah, because I have probably seven or eight comic shops within driving distance of me. You s- bastard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I have I, a give, few, too. Give me one of them. Give me one of them, damn it. <laughs> I, I have a few, too, but I, I also switched over to DCBS. But, like, fortunately, I am doing the, you know, twice-a-month shipping. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to upgrade to that because I don't, I don't. Patience is not my virtue. <laughs> uh, Dan, you want to do a uh, a rundown of the issue? Oh God. <laughs> um. All right. Keeping it brief, we open with Dead Man. Who's? Should we call him a live man? Should we just do that? <laughs> <laughs> How about not so dead man? Not quite dead man. Is he's standing o- a like, at his own grave, kind of freaking out, because he doesn't like being alive. He gets hungry and crap. He hates it. You know, a baby bird falls out of its nest and dies. He picks, he sees it, he picks it up, and all of a sudden, the white ring that he's wearing, it just shouts, live. And there's this white light, and it brings the baby bird back to life. And all of a sudden, dead, uh, Boston Brand, <laughs> he just starts teleporting all over the place. He's like, the ring is kind of taking him on a tour of the 12 people that were brought back to life, you know. We stop in with Aquaman and see that he's uh, he's really hesitant about about getting back to his life because he's asking, you know, why why him? Why does he deserve this chance? And you can see he's, he's really kind of uneasy about his whole Black Lantern state that he was used to be in. And Flash to... <laughs> Flash. Flash to... Um, Iron Heights, I think, is the jail's name. Yeah, Flash Iron Heights, where we ch- we see uh, Professor Zoom is still hanging from the ceiling for some reason, and we get a little not quite heart to heart between Barry Allen and Captain Boomerang. Cut over to Hawkman and Hawkgirl, who are you know Hawkman's just making sure that Shaira actually has all of her memories of her past lives back, and she does, but the two of them are still kind of struggling with the whole: Are we gonna get killed again if we? Like embrace our love, which is that that's their curse, you know that that happens to them every generation. you know, go over to to Maxwell Lord, who you know i they don't really explicitly say it on page, but he gears up and and just sends out a giant telepathic burst to basically erase all memory from of him from the world. you know then you go to Mars and you see you see Jean March Manhunter, he's tunneling, trying to find water and like he does he finds water on mars and he's he's telling hal and guy about his his plan to try and just bring life back to this barren planet you know elsewhere in space you've got jade who's having it out with ceramic natu because she's afraid that jade is going to throw a monkey wrench into her and kyle's relationship 
and then cut over to Firestorm, or well, uh, Jason Rush, who's at his girlfriend's funeral, because you know Black Lantern Firestorm turned her into salt. When uh, Ronnie Raymond shows up and c- kind of insincerely apologizing, when the two just kind of become Firestorm randomly and they don't know what the hell's going on. Cut to Kondok with Osiris comes back and he's trying to give a pep talk to his people and he. T- that he's going to restore them, bring them out of the darkness and into the light kind of thing. You know, cut over to Hawk and Dove in uh, Arlington, Virginia, where Hawk is very much being the Punisher. (laughs) And then, out of nowhere, Boston Brand appears in Star City in the wreckage of the, the bomb that Prometheus set off in Cry for Justice. There's this intense flood of energy from the White Ring that just says, Boston Brand of Earth, help me help them. All of a sudden, trees just start springing up all around him until you get this kick-ass splash page of a big star-shaped forest in the middle of Star City. And, you know, he asks the ring, what, you know, what, why did you bring us back? Why us? What are we supposed to be doing? And the ring just says, help me live. You know, cut over to Silver City, New Mexico, which is, it turns out that's where the White Lantern battery landed at the end of Blackest Night. People are trying to, you know, check it out, but it, it has like this spastic reaction. And way overhead, it's because Sinestro showed up to presumably claim the battery. That's it. Silver City, New Mexico for the White Lantern battery. Yes. I wonder if that's going to have some significance. Meh. Now, at the <laughs> end, when uh, when Dead Man asks, you know, is talking to the ring, and then it says, help me, and then it says, help them, do you think the ring is telling him to help, help me help live and then help them also, or help me help them? Like, you know, you say to someone, like, you know, help me help you. What can I do for you? Hmm. Yeah. I think it's like that. Well, what I'm wondering is, should we presume that Dead Man is talking to the white entity? I think so. I, yeah, I think so. That was my instinct, too, but then I'm like, well, we don't actually know, but yeah, whatever. As long as we're at the end, did anybody else think that page turn reveal of Sinestro was really anticlimactic? Because you got, <laughs> you got the white battery... You got people going to actually check it out, and then at the bottom panel, it has this, like, this react, this great big reaction, and I thought, like, oh god, is something gonna come out of it? What's gonna happen? And it, I, I guess it was just freaking out because, hey, the guy who had it inside him at one point showed up. <laughs> so I was like, I was kinda, I'm like, oh, oh, uh, well, I mean, I, I knew Sinestro was gonna come around at some point, but, I don't know. You made that sound so dirty. I good, good. Uh, um, yeah. How about well, yeah. I I do agree with you on that one. How about the uh, like basically the fortune telling page that shows us what's going to happen in the future, most likely. Oh yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. Poor Adam. Yeah. Poor Adam. He's made of salt. <laughs> Is, oh, is that the Atom? Yeah. How many, like, two-inch tall people are there in the <laughs> DC Universe? Well, I, I kind of figured that 
it was kind of like uh, going on inside Firestorm's head kind of thing, and that would be one of the alter egos. No, no, no. Because I mean, the last the last time we saw Firestorm in this issue, the the atom was right next to him, so it's like, mm, yeah, that's totally the atom. Good point. Like John Jones. Yeah, melting. Yeah, with a mysterious blacked out figure behind him. Hmm. Oh shoot. What? Well, what if what if he tries to bring back Mars, but it's a whole other race that he ends up bringing back? Well, he ends up bringing back the White Martians. <laughs> you have like the whole Reverse Flash family, apparently. Yeah. Jade with Alan Scott's battery and ring. Mm-hmm. Maxwell Lord. Yeah, <laughs> Maxwell Lord and the new Blue Beetle. That one made me laugh, though. He's like, he's shaking, they're shaking hands, and he blatantly has a gun behind his back. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Mera has Aquaman chained up. Yeah. I'm really anxious to see, like, like the psychological crap play out with that family. It's after, um, I forget who sent us the email explaining, like, all the stuff about Mera, like, she's from another dimension and all that crap. But, like, I... I I just want to see I I want to see these people blow up not literally but you know <laughs> okay so I mean like really the only the only thing that you didn't really touch on in the uh, recap was that Aquaman while he was you know very hesitant apparently had spent the night with Mera and you know Mera is all eager to get back in the water um you know so so she is there in some capacity oh yeah yeah. Maybe that's why he's tied up. Yeah. <laughs> um. What do you call it? In the uh, the the Hawkman and Hawkgirl story, there's like a very strong Star Sapphire reference. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. And also, their original bodies were found by somebody else. And there was one other thing, which was. Oh, well, I don't know. Is it the fact that Guy <laughs> brings John cookies? Yes. That was, yes, we'll say that that's what it was. That was awesome. Because as soon as I saw them touch down, and Guy has, like, a big sack on his back, I'm like, oh, God, be cookies, be cookies. And I turn the page, and it was, it was cookies. <laughs> and milk, and milk. Uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the other thing was the, like, the last, the last, like, the second to last panel with Jade. Yeah. Like, uh, Kyle and Saranic are flying away, and all of a sudden, like, black energy and the black lantern symbol starts, like, emanating from her hand. Oh, that is the black one, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it was the white one, just because it was white. Mm. So, okay, so, like you said, this is basically just a status quo issue. There's not a lot to really discuss, you know, about this, but what I, what I wanted to do was, like, uh, for each of us to come up with, like, the top three ideas that, you know, we really like and the top three that are, eh, not so much. So that way, when the series wraps up, we can look back and be like, oh, well, you know, it turns out those three that I didn't like, wow, you know, they really turned that around and those, came, you know, became great. I love the hell out of this forest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good shape. Is is that is that like one of your top three? Yes, like I. It's just like like if there's one 
big question posed by this issue. It's what the hell is the deal with the forest? Because, <laughs> like, okay, why did it take Blossom Brand here specifically? And why was its reaction to make there be a forest? Because this is, like, the buildings were there, and, like, people lost their lives there. It's like, why did... Of all the things a white ring could have done, why did it choose this action in this spot? Now, was that the the greatest concentration of death in Blackest Night, would you say? Well, it didn't happen in Blackest Night, exactly. When yeah, it was, or during the series, though? It was, uh, it was during that Justice League Cry for Justice oh. thing that Robinson did. Yeah. It could be. I mean, if you flip back to the... Like, in the ads in the back, it has um, the Green Arrow one. It says, like, there's something in the forest, something besides the Emerald Archer. Yeah. So, like, this forest is probably going to be, like, crazy important to everything. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's so big. Like, look at that two-page two page spread. It's so huge, anything could be in there. <laughs> yeah. All right, what about you, Jim? Um, well, let's see. Mo, one of them... Uh, definitely Aquaman. I, I'm like, I'm totally, you know, digging this whole idea that you have Aquaman is afraid to go in the water because of, you know, he's afraid of what's going to happen. I like the metaphor of, you know, he's, af- he's afraid to get in the water, me- being like he's afraid to to submerge himself back into his life. Yeah. And plus, like, the whole, like, like there's there's no end to to how you could talk about him seeing the Black Lantern reflection on the surface of the water, look at, you know. <laughs> what was the the Justice League? Was it the Tower of Babel, the one where they kicked Batman out because he had files on everybody? Yes. Yeah. Didn't he make Aquaman afraid of the water? I don't remember. I think that's how, or uh, it, it was Rachel Gould that ended up doing it. But I think he uh, he used Scarecrow's fear gas to make him afraid of the water. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason, you got a top one of your top favorites? Um, my absolute favorite thing, even though it was very anticlimactic, as you said, is Sinestro and the Light Battery. I mean, I love me some Sinestro. Yeah, <laughs> he is becoming like one of my favorite characters of all time. He's not top in the, the Dark Knight yet, but he's mm-hmm. up there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Like, I, I didn't put that on because I figured that's probably gonna be dealt with more outside of Brightest Day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, of course, intrigued about that. Oh, and um, you want to give out a little thank you to someone? Oh, oh. Uh, speaking of Sinestro, you know what? I'm not going to give the full, you know, the full story yet, but okay. I definitely want to give another shout-out to uh, Edgar Rios. You know, Edgar Rios, I know you're listening. I just want to say thank you again. Very, very awesome. And and I'll go into it on uh, oh, another episode where we have more time. I didn't know you got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's mine. My second one. It's actually like it's it's more of an assumption that I'm making from this issue. That's it's it's more based on purely on personality types. I'm looking forward to an eventual like, Battle Royale between Hawk and Osiris. Really? Because Osiris is the, uh, the young, you know, 
not very worldly, super powered leader of of his small Middle Eastern nation. And Hawk is the guy who thinks the best possible way to deal with any threats or terrorists is to try and murder them with your fists. So these two are <laughs> these two are going to clash. Um I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Um I mean like like I said, the Star Sapphire connection, like like obviously their original selves, you know, were the center of the Star Sapphire battery. So you know that there's a huge connection there. You know, and there you have their their skeletons being recovered by, you know, somebody. It's like I figure that they're gonna use the original bodies to be able to control Hawkman and Hawk Girl for somehow. But uh I think after that it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna have huge repercussions for Star Sapphires. I feel like I really should have liked that one. I just God, I've just never liked Hawkman. Like Hawk <laughs> her Hawk Girl, she fine. Whatever. I've I she grew on me thanks to the cartoon. But like Hawkman just I don't know. I can never like I know there's like a, a contingent of really diehard Hawkman fans out there and more power to them, but like I don't know, it's just the character, his design, his whole deal, I just uh Jason? Um Firestorm. That that situation's kinda jacked. Yes. I can't even imagine, you know, being in someone else's head that through no fault of their own at the time, but, you know, murdered your girlfriend. I think that's an interesting uh, situation to be in. Yeah. You know, it, it seems odd, though, because I remember that series. I actually have, like, um, no, I don't have the entire series, but I have a lot of that original Firestorm run. And um, The Jason or the Ronnie run? Ronnie, oh. yeah, the Ronnie run. <laughs> and Ronnie Raymond, I mean, like, okay, he was a college kid and, you know, he did college stuff, but when, you know, like, he came back from from being dead after, you know, killing somebody, you know, as a Black Lantern, and, like, he's going to, like, you know, a major college party, and then he shows up late for the funeral. I mean, like, they're kind of portraying him as, like, kind of a douche. As soon as he showed up at the funeral, dressed like he would be hanging out with his friends... That's like yeah. that right away. Like you don't even have to read anything past that panel to know, okay, this is gonna go really bad in like another page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing they were missing on the I'm sorry she died was dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan, you got another one? Oh, it's me. Um well, this is probably the obvious one, but Dead Man. Like, I want to know what... Like, he's the biggest question mark in this whole damn thing. Like, why did he come back? You know, why... It's 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 what everybody's been saying for weeks now. It's like, why did they bring back the guy whose only superpower was that he was dead? You know, why did they bring back the only guy that preferred being dead? You know, and what... Like, what's so special about Boston Brand? What can he do that no one else could? Hmm. And, yeah. and, like, I'm still looking at this as he's basically going to be the main character of Brightest Day. And everybody else is going to kind of be revolving around him. He's kind of like the access from the Marvel-DC crossover. God. Do, do, <laughs> do we have to compare this to bad things already? Do we? <laughs> uh, 
I, uh, like, yeah, I definitely like Dead Man. Um, I like the Martian Manhunter story, and I'm intrigued to see where the Captain Boomerang thing goes. Mm. But for my third pick, I had to go with Jade. I was thinking about that. You know, it's like, she's back, you know, so we have Jade back, but, you know, there's also, you know, like, the... That like that that second to last panel like right there it's like it sets up some sort of like well you know is she still connected to the black or because her brother is obsidian he's he's connected to you know a, a like a black realm so you know I mean like they could definitely play around with that and then with the uh, you know later on with the fortune telling thing with her with her father's ring and battery. It's like, well, you know, what's going on there? I'm I'm definitely looking forward to finding out what happens there. I mean, Jade is one of those where, like, like I like she almost made my list because even if only just because it's Jade, I like Jade and I want to see what happens to her. But like, right? Like I feel like I feel like like there's some of these twelve aren't really going to be a big focus in Brightest Day. I feel like she's mm-hmm. going to be one of them, if only because you know we know by now that. There's a JSA JLA crossover that's about to start up, and the big focus is going to be on Jade Obsidian and Alan Scott. And I think Robin mm-hmm. Robinson has even said it's going to is going to be taking a look at how the Star Heart relates to the emotional spectrum or something. So yeah. it's like I feel like okay, the Jade thing we're going to get that mostly outside of this series, and you know the Maxwell Lord thing I'm, I'm obviously interested in, but you know I'm going to get that in in the um the uh, Justice League International Generation Lost series. So it's like, hmm. Jason? Um, I'm looking forward to Lion-O showing up and fighting Hawkman for his claw shield. <laughs> That'll be man. sweet. It looks just like Lion-O's shield. It does. I like that it points. <laughs> that's, how he find, that's how he tells where he's going. It just points at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, dead man. I, I'm really intrigued. By his story, the whole thing, like I mean, just as Dan as you were saying, it just seems really cool. And I want to make sure that you know that's who he's actually speaking to is the entity. Yeah, I yeah. Imagine who else it could be. Mm. I'll just say, is, is he going to be like what uh, Black Hand was for Necron? Hmm. Oh. So, like, if he dies, <laughs> is that going to affect the entity? That would be so a that's special. Why he needs to be alive. That'd be especially cool since he kind of wants to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh wow! So yeah, that like would be a cool. Image to uh, the black hand who wants to be dead. Oh. Yeah. So, so, Jim, so Jim, you wanted to do the flip side and say which ones we just don't give a crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think this we could just like you know give all three at once and uh, and be done with them. <laughs> uh, all right, you go first then. Okay. Um. <laughs> First off, Hawk and Dove, like, you know, they, they bring Hawk back and immediately they portray him as, like, you know, completely two-dimensional. Like, you know, gotta kill the bad guys, gotta kill the bad guys. It's all black and white, gotta kill the bad guys. And not to mention, like, Dove, who, you know, I was very intrigued about in, you know, Blackest Night, now all of a sudden it's like, well, now she's basically just trying to, you know, hold the reins in on Hawk and failing miserably. So I feel like they're already taking away from her character. 
Um, the next up is Max Maxwell Lord. Um, I mean, I don't really have a connection to his Justice League. Um, I would have been very happy if they never brought him back. Um, I mean, I'm sure that like once it gets going, I'll enjoy it to some extent, but that's definitely one that I didn't really care about. <clears throat> and then, you know, the, the toss-up for the, the final one was Zoom, who they just don't talk anything about. And, uh, and the one that I actually picked was, uh, Osnusris. Oh. Or, as some people might, you know, know better as Osiris. I, that was just, that was completely boring to me. I don't know if I'll be able to care about that at all for the rest of the series. Did you like him in 52? He was, he was tolerable in 52, but only because <laughs> of Isis and Black Adam. Yeah. See, this is like, like this goes back to my problem. Like, I I don't feel like I can really make a judgment call based on this issue. You know, it's yeah. like it's like <clears throat> like 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 what you said with the the hawk and dove thing. It's like okay, is it basically I have to ask myself, would I potentially be interested in reading a story that involves hawk and dove? I I don't know. Sure, I I, I don't know, <laughs> but I don't know. So, like, my three, right? I, I guess, th- <clears throat> I mean, Zoom and Captain Boomerang, those are two of them, pretty much for the same reason. Like, I still don't quite get why they're both back. And at the same time, I feel like we're going to find that out elsewhere. Like, there's, <clears throat> like the, the Captain Boomerang part in that Dead Man Flash thing was even uh, drawn by Francis Manipal. So it's like that we're going to see Captain Boomerang get fleshed out over in Flash. Mm-hmm. And for the third one, <clears throat> um, uh, the Hawks, Hawkman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Jason? Uh, for me, Reverse Flash would be number three. I've already seen, or I've already read Flash Rebirth, so I kind of got the gist of where that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Maxwell Lord. So, I mean, like, because I really just recently got back into the DCU, so I'm missing gigantic chunks. Because I read it when I was a kid. I mean, I would just read stories. I never got into the, the major continuity of everything. So, I mean, my my intro to the DC Universe was Green Lantern as a whole. And then nice. uh, Blackest Night. Um, so, like, the majority of these characters, uh, I really don't know too well. I mean, I remember, you know, I had flashes of when I was a kid reading uh, Hawk and Dove, and I remember liking that because I, I just remember, you know, having stacks of comic books. I don't remember where I got them from or anything like that, but I remember enjoying Hawk and Dove, but it was the old Hawk and Dove. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> like Maxwell Lord, don't know, don't care. Osiris, really don't know, really don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was nothing about that that was like, oh, you know, I want to find out a little bit more about this guy. I was just like, okay, can I get to the next story, please? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the only other, I mean, those are, those, so those are the three that I really like, but I have a question about the Martian Manhunter part. Yes. Okay. He, he has brings, pants. When he brings the milk and cookies, now is the milk going to be cold because it's in outer space, or is it going to be uh, warm because it was next to the green? <laughs> well, I would figure that 
Guy Gardner was smart enough to make a refrigeration unit in that box. Yeah, I assumed it had a little cooler in there. <laughs> Pitcher of milk, though. It's not going to spill. Look how he's been carrying it before. Carrying it over his shoulder, then he lays it down. It's a pitcher of milk. Yeah, there was a green energy cork holding the milk in place. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I can't count how many times I have to uncork my milk. <laughs> um, you know, the, the only other thing that I wanted to address was we got an email from uh, one of our listeners, Stephen King. Yes. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's, it's awesome that we have Stephen King as a listener. I mean, that's just amazing. But, um, God, <laughs> he, he was saying how, he was wondering how, like, uh, Aquaman or Firestorm, um, they don't remember, like, who they killed, um, as Black Lanterns, but supposedly Jade, you know, like, does remember or something. And he's wondering, it's like, well, how come some remember and some don't, you know, if, the Black Lantern was just a program, you know, what's what's going on there? To mm-hmm. which, like, I just wanted to say, like, you know, if anybody else has that question, my theory is probably that Jade probably doesn't remember anybody that she killed, but she was probably brought up to speed by Ceranic or, you know, any number of other people that, you know, saw her do what she did. Something that, um... That uh, Comic Geek Speak actually pointed out when they did their uh, Blackest Night number eight episode, along with a uh, 2010 CGS Freaking Swear award-winning program director CG uh, Super Show for <laughs> Jason Grace, <laughs> is that um, a number of the characters that got brought back look younger than they did when they died. Like Hawkman is he's like he's visibly in better shape than he was in <clears throat> Blackest Night number one. Uh, Ronnie Raymond looks like a teenager again, as opposed to however old he was when he died, that kind of thing. So, right. so there's, there's, there could have been some degree of turning back the clock with these characters that could have had some effect on their memory. Even if, even though like they really probably shouldn't remember the, the things the Black Lantern version themselves did anyway, but. No, no they, and they definitely remember up to their death. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, just one one more note. I had to, I had to laugh, because you know the, the, this whole time we've been saying like like we're only reading the stuff we're not gonna read all the tie-ins. We're only gonna read the stuff that we would normally read anyway and all that. Mm-hmm. At the end of this issue, they have all of the the ads for the brightest day stuff. Out of seven books, I'm reading five. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, these bastards. Oh. Well, wait. Let's see. Uh, Brightest Day, yes. Yes. Um, Green Lantern, Green Lantern Core, yes. Oh, I'm reading eight. Yes. <laughs> uh, Green Arrow, I'm guessing yeah. yes. Yes. Flash, I'm guessing yes. Yes. Justice League Generation Lost, I'm guessing yes. Yes. And Birds of Prey and Titans, you're passing on. Yes. Although the Titans one is only a one one shot. No, 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 no. That's a one shot that precedes a series. I thought it was just going to spill into Titans. I don't know. Maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. But it's it this cast of this cast of Titans led by Deathstroke. They're getting a one shot, and then they're going to have their own book. Mm. I don't know if that means they're taking over the numbering of the existing Titan series, or if they're getting their own or something. But yeah, I don't know. Um, 
And the the other note that I wanted to make was Captain Boomerang. He quotes a movie. You know, it's uh, he's he's talking about the movie oh, yeah. about the guy in prison. He says, "You either get busy living or you get busy dying," and and that's from the Shawshank Redemption. That's the movie he's talking about. Yeah, one of my favorite movies. Never seen it. Really? Oh, come on. How are either of you surprised by that? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised in the slightest, but come on. You're just angry. Oh, man. That movie's amazing. I feel like the Shawshank Redemption's gotten quoted on our show before. <laughs> and actually, to just, you know, connect it all together, based on a short story written by Stephen King. Stephen King. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. I choose awesome. to believe that's the same one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and you hope for it? I hope. I have the, all will be well. Yes, yes that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I think uh, I think we're all, all set here. Take us home, Jim. Okay, if you want to contact us, you can do so at lanterncast at gmail.com. Uh, we're at lanterncast.com. From there, we have links to our forum, uh, links to our Facebook page. Our forum is also on thecomicforums.com. Just scroll down to L. We also have our own individual email addresses. I'm Jim at lanterncast.com. Dan is Dan at, da- at lanterncast.com. And Jason is Jason at lanterncast.com. We're also available on iTunes. And if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, our number is 206 six zero zero seven three five seven and uh just a quick uh reminder the contest is still going in full swing listen to episode 53 for details on that you still have a couple more weeks so uh definitely get cracking on that one this is episode 53 isn't it no 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 no, 54 54 that's right yeah awesome okay I guess we're done. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.